Never had it so good. 101.1 radio, the best R&B and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. 
Talk Radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio, every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. I'm here today to make sure that we have the opportunity to have our voices heard on whatever subjects are needed. We have to have and take advantage of these moments so that we can make sure that everyone clearly understands where we stand and the direction we want to go. We will continue to talk about uh, black history related to where we are right now and the things that we need to do and, and, and subscribe to. One of the things I want to just uh, start initially is talking about the stereotypes that have tried to label us related to us being able to come together and make a difference. You know, I look back at the people that we need to emulate, and when I mean emulate, I mean emulate their strength, their intellectual intelligence, their will to overcome, and their desire to make a difference. And I want to point out two people who I think destroy the stereotype and and destroy we have so many historical individuals 
that totally destroyed most of the stereotypes that exist presently in our society related to African Americans. But I selected these two women uh, because one of them was uh, selected on The View and talked, spoke to us about Joy, uh, told us about her Sojournal Truth. And then I wanted to select Harry Tugman. You know, uh, and the reason why I say both of these women destroy a lot of the stereotypes that people want to suggest to us, they want to suggest that we're like crabs in a bucket, that every time somebody gets away or <clears throat> gets up to a certain level, there are people trying to pull them down. Well, Sojournal Truth and Harry Tugman both made their way from slavery, and they both went back to help others. And their lives were about helping others. Uh, and it is, you know, it only takes a little bit to recognize that there are a lot of African Americans who thought more of the people behind them or the people that they were leaving than the than the freedom that they were gaining. <clears throat> and when you can risk what is the most important thing to you in order to share it with somebody else, that says a lot about who you are as an individual. You cannot even number the number of times that Harry Tugman went back and forth freeing slaves. And Senator General Truth going to court to win the freedom of the people that she loved and she appreciated and all the things that she fought for. So it's important that we recognize that we should not buy into the rhetoric that exists to try to downplay accomplishments we've made. We need to recognize that people use those stereotypes in order to suggest something that the majority of us know is not true. And again, we don't have to look no further than our personal families most of the time to see the strength and dedication that was in those in those families. When you think about what it takes to get you from childhood, infancy to adulthood to the point of retirement, that takes a lot of strength. And even for our parents and our grandparents, most of them continue to work late into their 60s and 70s, not only themselves, but others individuals. So there's so much out there that we need to emulate. Instead of focusing on what others would suggest are our shortcomings, we need to emulate what we know are the strengths of our historical figures and bring that strength into the reality of today. 
And I want to talk about today those who have been successful at using the American system, Thrive, need to recognize that the work is not over until you reach back just like our forefathers and do what it takes to make life better for people around you as well as yourself. The accomplishments that are necessary for us all are not over until we've done what it takes to bring people along with us. That we recognize and do go back in the history as frequently as possible to get the inspiration and the strength that was given to those who came before us. So, Cheryl, when we grow tired and weary from the journey and from the uh, stress of living, we need to look back and see that the stress that we have presently does not even meet up to the kind of stress that others had who fought through it for us. Good evening, and how's everyone doing this evening? You know, sometimes I feel like we ought to feel ashamed of ourselves for all the things that they did. And just like you said, um, what we going through is nothing. Nothing compared to what they went through. I mean, not even a little bit. I mean, we have comfortable beds. We have we have the convenience of so many things. Um, in a lot of our situations, we put our own self into it. You know, um, we can all testify that it's been times where. We might not handle finances, finances, you know, right. But look back then, they didn't have anything, you know. And the things that they had, I mean, they were so conservative. And just like you said, they reached out to help each other. They weren't, you know, what we call, or some people call stingy at all. They didn't think about themselves. You know, that wasn't the first thought on their mind. And today, you know, it's all about me, I, that one person. And we can't get past that. And then when something goes wrong, it's like we're about to lose our minds. And if we had to even go through just a little bit of what they went through, I mean, you know, we would not even be able to, um, probably have, we're not even been able to take it. You know, and don't talk about, you know, our children today. They they think about that, oh, I wouldn't have put up with that, or I wouldn't, you know, they don't even understand that back then it wasn't an option. You didn't have a choice. You know, this is the way it was. And this is the way you were going to be treated, and you were going to take it, and you were going to shut up. So, yeah, we, you know, we have to really do that, go back periodically and not just wait until the month of February to, um, to look back and to see how far we've really come and 
to really appreciate the things that we have today and how they paved the way in so many ways for us, for the convenience that we have today. And, you know, it's so amazing. I, I, I like being honest and sharing with you all some of the experiences I had. And I just thank God my mom felt comfortable enough to send me to South Carolina uh, during the summer at a month, at months at a time, even before she got there. And I got to spend a lot of time with my grandfather, who uh, who was a mainstay in um, South Carolina in this small town called, called Santuck, South Carolina. And so when you talk about how people were giving each other, uh, my grandfather used to, to uh, put, up, put up acres and acres of corn, and people would stop by and ask if they could go get some corn, and he'd tell them just go ahead, go in the field and get them some corn. And, um, you know, it was just amazing uh, how um, free-hearted he was with his crops and those kind of things and everything that he did. And he knew and understood his struggle and what it had to and he took that into uh, the 70s because that's just how he was. And I could remember how I would go in the tub and just run water like I ran it at home and, uh, you know, take care of my uh, hygiene and not think of nothing of trying to fill the tub up. But he would listen. And he'd come in there and tell you, boy, don't stop running all that water. Why do you need all that water to take a, take a shower or take a bath? And um, it was because he understood the need to be and over his and a good steward over what he had. And so he understood that water was a, a, a um, treasure that you had to make sure you would have it for a lifetime and not just throw it around like it was just nothing. And a lot of times we didn't, we haven't gotten as great as we could be because we have not fully learned the lessons of those people who got through in the past and were able to accumulate things, who had a mission. And we have to read back and understand the mission that these people had in the past so we can carry that attitude into the present. And it's important to recognize that we all have a responsibility as we live and breathe on this earth, we have a responsibility to maintain and to acquire what we have, just like Harriet Tubman did and Sir General Tooth did. We need to emulate these people, Reverend Smith, and we need, in order to emulate them, we need to read about them and, in, and know exactly what kind of commitment they made uh, to their society, which was ultimately the society that we benefited from. Good evening, everyone. Uh, you're right about that, James, but uh, let me put a little twist in there. Um, both people during the times when Sojourner Truth and Harriet Tubman and others was doing the thing that they were doing, they, they were looking for the help, and they would accept it with graciousness, graciousness. And they were they were they was always uh, uh, trying to do good for one another. There was a a, a, a constant um, um, 
love, you know, not the kind of love that people, but it was a, a godly love that they had during those times. And they were always knowing that if they separated themselves, they would not survive. So they all stuck together. That's not going to happen today, unfortunately. But that don't mean that we got to give up. That doesn't mean I'm not saying we should ever give up. I will never give up as long as God leaves breath in my in my body. Uh, today, it's very difficult. It's very difficult to to get anybody to do anything. Um, uh, you know, you can turn around and I have a young let's put it this way. I had a young man to come to my house and, and pressure wash my driveway. He don't know that I know he double charged me. He double charged me a black young man. He double charged me when already I had gotten two other estimates where each one of those people said they would have done it for seventy five dollars a piece. He came and he done it for fifty dollars. Because he figured I had two dollars. Okay? And those are the kind of things and these other people were of the uh, 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 Puerto Ricans and, and white. I'm trying to give him some business because I'm always looking to help my own first. So those are the kind of things that are not happening today. We, we don't have, we are so caught up in this money situation. We're, we're, we've turned our lives upside down for filthy lucre. We really have. We are wasting away because of what we see that we we can have it, but we cannot have it on the outside looking in. You've got to go inside in order to get what you want. Okay? You got a million dollars in a in a pot. How are you gonna get to that million dollars standing on the outside talking trash, throwing bottles or doing something else? You're not gonna do that. You got to get on the inside. Let them talk all the trash you want while you stuff in your pocket. Then one day you can talk trash back. And that's what we fail to understand anymore. We can do that. Get up, get where you want to go. That don't mean you got to give up and, and be no Uncle Tom like a lot of people want to call you. Well, sometimes be what it takes to get where you want. And once you get where you want, then you can go back and slap everybody upside the head that you want to slap upside the head. But you'll never, we, we got a problem with, with, with authority. We got a problem with taking orders. We got a problem with just doing the right thing, it seems like sometimes, especially toward one another. And until that can be changed, until the church and all of us that are running off at the mouth and, and trying hard, some of us are trying hard to make a difference in our community, until we can get the parents and others out there to come in with us and, and stop battering and bruising, but come in with love and chatter, it's, it's, not, going, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And right now, I'm not looking at a solution. I don't even, I prayed and prayed and prayed, and I don't see a solution. I, 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 don't, I haven't heard from the Lord about it in reference to saying my, my people suffer for the lack of knowledge, and, and, and they continue to destroy themselves. So what do you do but keep praying and keep reaching out, and hopefully one day 
you'll be able to save somebody. Uh, D, let me ask you, you know, when I look at it and I went back and spent some time reading about the Journal Truth and about Harry Tugman, and I know there's a host of others who sacrificed everything they had and were willing to put their freedom on the line uh, for the love of them, the, their race, how do we learn to emulate that? How do we learn to recapture that level of commitment? How do we learn to let that be our focus uh, so that we can establish that kind of love for each other and get that kind of movement going in this political atmosphere? Well, James, uh, first of all, let me say um, that I, I gratefully uh, regret that I missed your show yesterday because um, you're, you're really, really, really heading in the right direction. Uh, one of which, um, first of all, let me answer your question. Um, and um, the answer to that question is I'm going to give, uh, I'd like to give uh, Pastor Smith some props, first of all. Um, you know, the answer to your question is um, I, I really admire and and hope to emulate a person like Pastor Smith uh, for what he has done, the things that he's been doing in his past, um, the efforts that he has made going forward to try to, here you go, and here's one of the words that's going to answer your question, to re-educate, to re-educate our black people who have yet to come to realize or maybe wasn't even aware of in the first place what our mission was years, years ago. If you noticed yesterday, uh, uh, a few days ago, I said that back when we were Negroes, we had a different mentality toward it, toward each other. Now, uh, Harriet, and Tuck, Harriet Tuckman and those at that time, uh, they were just escaping uh, the rhetoric of being uh, being the N word, uh, they had not made it to being colored yet. Um, my daddy was when he was a young boy. He was a colored man. He was a colored boy. Uh, as he grew older to be an adult, he became a Negro. And in that, uh, the efforts that they made in those days was to try to make sure that we understood. Now, to answer your question, our people today, they don't even understand. They, they, they are not no more interested, probably, or they're just not, they're just not aware anymore. Like you all were saying yesterday, and I didn't, I didn't get the opportunity to hang on, um, Black History Month needs to be an ongoing, um, ongoing um, effort. Um, and I want to say this about the NAACP because that's missing them also. No, the, the, the National Advancement, the National Association for the Advancement of Color needs to change the name. Because that time, uh, they're still stuck in that time. And we all know that time changed. And with change, you got to change. So, um, our people need to be re-educated, and then and there need to be a strong push to be recommitted 
to where we need to go. Uh, my observation is it's like um, uh, a planet or a star, uh, which is the sun. And when that when that star uh, implodes on itself or it loses what it once had, it leaves a big void in space. And that's that's us as a culture. There's a big void, and it's just there. And there's nothing try there's nothing going on to try to uh, to re to refill that void. And if you want to survive as a culture, you have to do exactly what you're doing and exactly what we're doing, and let's try to regenerate the interest of what it is that we're supposed to be trying to do and not be uh, caught up in, uh, in all this shenanigans. And, 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 and the culture, the hip-hop culture, that needs to be eradicated because it's, it's doing nothing. It's doing nothing. It, and when it first started off, there was a poetry involved. But right now, it's doing nothing. So um, that's where I feel with that, James. Thank you. You know, I I just think that Black History Month, and I agree so wholeheartedly with you that we uh, should not be a month. It should be the entire year we should be focused on where we've been and where we're going and use the strength of our past to give us the magic to conquer our future. And so, Kathy, I just think that if we spent more time uh, reading our history, it would inspire us to do greater things today because the limitations that they had were so much greater than the resources that we have that there is no excuse for us to find a successful path that will help not only ourselves, but help others. Good afternoon, everyone. Yes, hi. Good afternoon. Happy Friday, everyone. Good afternoon and happy Friday. And um, you're right, James. Uh, it's a it's a mind game that we play with ourselves and um, to where we feel that we don't have the tools or the skills to succeed in life, but the devil is a liar because we do. We have everything and a little bit more, actually, than the people that came uh, behind us. And, I mean, if we look at each one of them as an example to see what they did, even with the the things that they actually had to face, we should be ashamed of ourselves to complain that we don't have the resources or we can't do something because we can, we can do anything. We can create whatever we want to create. I mean, if you just look at, um, social media, social media shows you so many things of people creating something out of, out of nothing or adding to. So it is a mindset. And as we talked about, prior uh, on the shows about encouraging the young people and the people that we come around. We we just have to do that, those that are encouragers, because everybody is not an encourager. Everybody, as the Bible says, everybody is not a teacher. Everybody is not a preacher. Everybody is not a minister. But whatever gifts you have, use those gifts to the best of your ability. So as me, I am an encourager. I can go into a place and I can encourage 
everybody in whatever gift it is they have. And that's what we have to do. We have to encourage people to utilize whatever gifts that God has given them and let them know that their gift is not going to be the same as everybody else's gift because we're all different. You know, some of us have um, gifts of communication. Some of us have gifts of just giving. Whatever gift that you have, you need to give it, and you need to give it to somebody else so that they, too, can be encouraged to go forth and do whatever it is that they have uh, selected for their past. And the fact that we have been given the same 24-hour period, sometimes we need to think about how much time we waste. And so, Joyce, as we move forward and ask God to give us strength, and we look back and see the strength of those who came before us, we need to recognize that there we have to utilize all the time that is given to us that we don't have our eyes closed resting, should be used to propel us forward and to seek out and plan an opportunity to take advantage of the system that is before us. Too many of us are, are, are just sleepwalking and allowing too much time to escape us instead of using three or four hours every day to map out the foundation of our plan to success and utilize the past leadership as our inspiration. That's true. Good afternoon, everybody. I think also, too, is that uh, the difference between back then and back now is that back then is that uh, we, our, our ancestors put responsibility, a lot of responsibility and obligation upon us. And it was up to us to to carry through. And with them, there's no no failure went with those obligations that they gave us. And that's what we we that's I think that's the difference in today's generation and that in our generation. I don't think a lot of a lot of times they don't have responsibilities and know what their obligations are. You know what we expect. We you know we should expect certain things. I know with with us growing up and you you me and everybody on this line we had commitment obligations to our parents to our uh, elders to anyone older than us we had that that responsibility to carry ourselves in a certain way act in a certain way the expectation for us to succeed you know failure was not in the book you know regardless because even though you didn't actually succeed you knew that you gave your best but uh a lot of our kids just like you said they're sleepwalking because they don't know where they're going they have no direction you know uh that's just 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 it secondly i think that you know i'll do this this show out here every so often that the government you know uh what what we, we should have more of this more government ain't gonna give us nothing they're not going to give nothing. They're just going to take away. So we shouldn't expect anything from the government. Work with the negative government expectations, you see, because it's not it's not laid out there for us, the average person. So we we as a generation have to put a twist on it. D, you are so right. NAACP, ACLU, they are not the organization what they used to be, and they're not standing up for what they should be. 
you know. I had a plight. I went to the NAACP. They give you 50 million excuses, and then they sent me to another organization. That organization is just going around in circles, and I didn't get no one to help me and represent me in no form or fashion. Kathy, I cannot thank you enough, Idon. Believe it or not, come Monday, I do have a conference with the judge, and hopefully everybody please pray that they do have a soft heart and look at things and do justice. You know, that's what I've been seeking and I've been fighting for for the last five years. So hopefully it'll come to a plight. And I'm just hoping that this young, this judge, which is a female judge, would would, would uh, open her heart and just have compassion to do the right thing. You know, it's hard for people to do the right thing sometimes when they have power. They ego trip off of that power, and it's a shame that they do that. You know, you fight against the system, and you don't have any help to do that with you. I could not even get an attorney to help me fight my plight, and I'm just so gratefully I had one good attorney, and you know who that attorney was? G-O-D. Thank you so much for you guys. You have no idea that you guys in this show carried me because I got to bounce off of some of my frustration and some of my feelings without um, without. Uh, just really, you just helped me out a lot. Thank you so much for that. And James, I'm so sorry I went off on the wrong track, but I I needed that. No, I'm no, sorry. no. Thank you. No, you are always and understand that Cash and everybody's here. Uh, Cash and and that's what we're supposed to be here for. Is we have to be here for others to lean on in that time of need. And so I thank you, Cassie. And are you there, Cassie? I'm here. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. Uh, Joyce was just thanking you for all the support that you've given her uh, to keep uh, weathering the storm and fighting the good fight. And so it's uh, important that we, we know, let her know that we are always going to be here for her. And and you know what? I was listening to her as she was talking, and I was just thanking God because, you know, we all have seasons where we will need someone to come behind us and encourage us and to push us to keep going because we're going to get in that place where we feel that we're all alone. But that was her season. And just like now, as she go forth, God is going to show himself. He's going to show himself the way that he's supposed to show himself. And he wants her to be a testimony to the people that follow her because there are going to be a lot of other people that are going through that same thing. See, he allow us to go through things so that we can be a testimony to other people that are coming behind us. So I just thank God and give him praise for whatever it is you said I did, uh, Joyce, because I'm just trying to be a servant, just just trying to be a servant while I have a chance. But thank you, and God bless you, and I'll be praying for you. Okay. You know, uh, Cheryl, uh, one of the things I want people to recognize is, is that we have a duty uh, to learn our history and to learn the tools that those other people use uh, to who propel themselves forward. Uh, Sir George Marshall and all those people who risked their lives for us, we should be obligated to deliver our lives in a way uh, that uh, idolizes them and that use the same stuff that they had to make sure that we push ourselves even further along. You know, you, you're right, and I guess 
when you say that it's more that we should make them proud. Make them proud of knowing that everything that they've done and how they paved the way for us that we really could heed after it. And not to the point where we totally took advantage of it, but there was an opportunity and then there was a lesson in everything that they did for us. So you're right. We need to know the history, the background, um, you know, actually the things that they went through. And, you know, and when you were telling your story about, um, you know, your childhood, it helped me to remember that we spent our summers in the country. And in the country, we had to get up in the morning and we had to go pick our dinner. And dinner was noon. And that's when my grandfather and the men in the field, um, what you call, they knocked off for dinner and what we call lunch today. And we had to have a full meal prepared. So that meant, you know, we going in, we going in the field to pick whatever it is, the snappings, you know, whatever, and then having all of that done by noon when they get, um, when they break for work, and then they went back to work after that, you know. And when you talked about water, you know, I can remember we didn't have a bathroom then. We had the long, um, the ten. Um, whatever it is that we had to take our baths in. And the water we got was rainwater. You know, there was a big, big old um, container, whatever it was, in the backyard, and it was covered up and had a long um, something that the rain came in, and we just scooped it out with a pot. You know, and today, you know, all we do is turn the water on, and not only turn the water on, but just let it keep running. Not only do we take a bath, but just like you said, you got to knock on the door. You know, we don't conserve anything today. We we overdo it in a lot of areas and not realizing that we can have the same. We can be clean. We can have food. We can do those things, but we don't have to do them in the way that we did. And, you know, when Pastor Smith talked about, you know, love, I mean, what they grew in their garden, that was not just for them. It was for everybody. And they didn't really even have to come pick it. My grandmother and I can remember, you know, us kids picking it. So when they came, they had, you know, their bags of food. And then the things that they didn't grow, my grandfather, he didn't didn't attend church. But he was a one who took care of the widows of the church. He made sure that they had all the food that they needed. He made sure when they killed the hogs that they got the meat in their freezers and stuff like that. But we don't even take care of the widows, you know, to date. The church don't do that, what the deacons are supposed to be doing. So, you know, we do. We need to look back and really realize what we are not doing and not showing the love that we're showing years and years ago and we have to have that love you know that they accomplished back then you know we have to go back to and we continue to say that you know on this show that 
we have to go back. We have to start being able to feel and have compassion for each other and feel the hurt and the pain and understand, you know, and just like what Joyce is going through. I can remember the first time she put something, you know, she mentioned just the slightest little thing, and I never forgot it, you know, and I always keep her in my prayers. You know, I never knew the full story, but I know she shared a little bit, and that meant there was some hurt, and you could hear it in her voice. And that's what we got to do for each other. We got to pray for each other. We got to be able to feel the pain. We got to go through those things, you know, with each other. Not not all the time can we do something, but one thing we can always do is be there and pray for one another. So, yeah, we do. We need to look back and continue, and not just for the month of February. When I really pay attention and think about the stories that I live and do go back and look at some of the history, we are just so wasteful. We all could, if we put to to use those theories and the plans that worked for our grandparents and put them to use today, we would be so much further along. I mean, when I think about, again, when my granddaddy said he made 50 cents a day and his mule made 50 cents a day, and think that he still has land today that's out there feeding um, cows and, and benefiting people. You know, it lets me know that I have not necessarily been a good steward of all the money that I've made and that I need to use every day uh, to reevaluate my stewardship and what it is that I have, have control over because I need to leave a whole lot more that was left by them because I've been given a, a greater opportunity. I'm here, Diane. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, I, I understand perfectly what you're saying, and I do agree. Uh, we, we, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. We had, we have a problem with saying to ourselves that I don't want my children to come up like I did. If we look around and everyone that's talking on this um, <coughs> show tonight, our parents must have did something right somewhere. Okay, so why, what was so bad about the way that we were brought up? What was so bad about having shoes that had holes in the bottom and we had to put cardboard paper in the bottom of the shoe. What was so bad about having um, uh, uh, the sole about to come off and you took some bailing wire and you put that bailing wire, took an ice pick and stuck a hole through there and you put the the sole back on with bailing wire. What was so bad about what uh, Shell was saying about having the rainwater uh, coming into a 50-gallon drum. We had all of this thing, Cheryl. And, and, and coming into that, and then we would go out and dip water out of there and get, we had a number 10 and a number 3 tub. That's what they were, number 10 and number 3. And then there was a foot tub, okay? 
So we, we, we took baths in those tubs at those times, and we preserved that water because a lot of times, believe it or not, and we call it, oh, that's nasty, that's nasty. But one child would take a bath, and the other child would take a bath, and the other child would take a bath, okay? You didn't dump that water out. So we, we're looking at things now as though, oh, God, I, I'm just so repelled by that. Oh, my God, we need to give it a break, okay? That's what the problem is. We need to give it a break with our uppity behind selves. We, 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 we need to stop and go back, like Cheryl was saying. We, we got to stop and think that, hey, I came out pretty doggone good. I, I'm now financially secure. I'm doing okay. I'm helping people every day as I can. I'm doing all the things. I don't, money don't mean nothing to me, and I'll tell you all that right now. I don't, I don't care nothing about it because I've seen what it do to people, and you all have too. Sure, you want to pay your bills now. Don't don't get me wrong when I say that. But I'm talking about the gathering of excesses of money. That's what we are all trying to do. And that's where we're making our mistakes. Because the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. And let me tell you something. If you do the, he says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness. And all of these other things shall be added unto you. Jesus said he will even give you the desires of your heart if we would just stop and think about what we are doing and love one another and start helping one another and stop looking at people as though they are dirt. Every one of us are only a paycheck and a half, maybe less than that, including me and a lot of the rest of y'all that's got as much money. You, you, you only... Just a one little shatter from poverty. And when you die, you ain't got nothing. <laughs> so it don't make no difference. So what are you hogging up stuff for and trying to help somebody? But then when we go back nowadays, we see people, Cheryl, you would never get no kids to talk about dipping no water out of no barrel nowadays. You wouldn't see no kids talking about going to an outhouse. You wouldn't see, oh, Lord, I got to have them 300 pounds. Our shoes cost, I think, 7 or $8, maybe, if they cost that much during that time. And sometimes we won't brogans. I know a lot of y'all don't know what brogans are, but we won't brogans because they had thick soles on them. They last a long time. You see, those are the kind of things that our children don't know nothing about. Right today, I'm just, I'm as guilty because my children don't know nothing about that kind of stuff. But I did teach them that, that you must have a work ethic in order to be able to go through this world. And my, my youngest daughter, who's the general manager of a dental office, before that she was the general manager, one of the general managers out at Disney. But let me tell you, I told her, I said, one day, I said, you're going to come back with your head stuck between your legs crying because you think those people care about you so much that you're overlooking your own people and you're looking overlooking your own sisters and brothers. I said, one day you're going to come back and say, Daddy, you told me so. You see, we've got to stop taking one step and instead of reaching back and getting another 
child or another young person and try to bring them with us. See, you can't bring everybody, but there's some out there that want to come. So you got to find that one that wants to come, and you got to bring them with you. And my daughter learned that lesson, so now she's doing a lot better than she was in the beginning. Because every time I look up, she was crying her eyes out when she go from one job to the next. General manager, no, people don't care nothing about who you are. You've got to think about what God has done for you and how blessed you are. And knowing now that all of the land, all of the, 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 the money, all of those things, mean nothing if you didn't do nothing to help somebody else. If you didn't do nothing in your life to help somebody else, your life has been wasted. <laughs> because uh, the Bible uh, gee, says it itself. You, know, you can't do it. Cassie, as we listen uh, to Reverend Smith and, and the, the the order to make sure that our God, our, our life is one of service, not only to ourselves and to our families, but to those around us. And again, that we emulate those historians who did the kind of things that saved millions, I mean, hundreds of people. Uh, we need to obligate ourselves to that kind of same commitment, don't you think? Are you there, Kathy? Yes, I'm here. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you say my name. Uh, you're absolutely correct. Now, the part about the bathroom, uh, three or four people in the tub, I do remember <laughs> as a little girl taking a bath and then my mom taking me out and putting my sister in. But uh, the part about um, multiple people in the tub, then I, I can't. I mean, I know it happened, but I can't, I just can't, I can't get with that. I don't know if I'm being like one of those younger kids and saying, uh, to that. But uh, I I do recall us taking a bath together and one after another. But other than that, yes, I totally agree with, with the pastor and uh, how and what it is we need to do. We need to um, just... Um, Enjoy the moment. We need to uh, celebrate where we are. We need to take in what has already happened and what we have saw. And um, as the opportunity presents itself, we need to share. But share in a way to where when we're sharing that, it opens their eyes to know that they are blessed and they are privileged to be in such a time as this. You know how sometimes we say, oh, I couldn't have made it back then. No, you couldn't have made it back then, but you can make it right now. You know, and then just to encourage these young people, because they're lost. They they don't have the word of God like we have the word of God. They, they haven't been taught or are not in the space that, that we were in. That's why we're able to give knowledge out, and that's why we're able to give our opinions out. So we need to be humble as a dove as we talk to these young people to, to instill in them what it is they truly have because they are truly blessed. Even with the things going on in the world, they are still truly blessed. 
Yes, and so um, we just have an obligation or a need to help people understand uh, what the past was like. We don't want them to necessarily emulate the same things that we did uh, because we did the horrors of some situations, but we need to be focused enough to get the strength um, to get the strength, joy to move even further along. You know, we want them to overcome even more things, and they can if they get the strength that our people had in the past. Uh, uh, Joyce, you've already shared with us how you gave the momentum to your son uh, to, to do even greater than you all have. And that's what we have to now uh, work on our grandchildren to get them to go even further because we cannot allow ourselves to. to we need to uh, stress how important it is for us to get uh, people that who can relate to us health-wise, financially, judicial. We need all these type of people, and the opportunity is so great out there for us to mold and encourage our young people. They may think that it's a tall order, but that order is not as tall as we think it is if you make that commitment. Make that commitment and just push. You just have to push. And it's nothing wrong with getting people to come in and encourage people who they see that can show them that, oh, like you're right, I've been there, so you can do it too. So I am no different than you. I started at the bottom and you work your way up. So um, I've always gave our that's what our parents put upon us. Our goal was to do better for the next generation, and we've laid it, our platform out there, and we've groomed our, the generation ahead of us. It is their responsibility to keep that legacy going. That's what you're doing right now. You're keeping that legacy alive of what your father and your mom and what you learned from your ancestors. It may be in a different form. It doesn't have to take the same path, but whatever path it is that you take, you make that because whatever you do is your blueprint. My dad had always told us that he don't care what type of job it is, but make sure that we do the best job. You can be a, a, a bricklayer. You can be a garbage can man. Whatever you do, you be the best in it, and you commit yourself to do that. So it's not about the ego tip, tip about what it is, but whatever you do, you can be good. You know, my job is just as good as the next person's job. It's all in how you look at yourself and what responsibility of your job is. Like those janitors, a lot of people, they go through school system, don't even know who the janitor are. You know, you're looking at him every day, and he bowing, got that uh, smile on his face. But like uh, somebody, one of the movie stars said, he takes time to stop, get to know that person, because that's a human person, you know what I mean? And that was his responsibility, but he does it well. I've seen it, and we've heard of it on the news where a lot of the, the uh, caretakers as uh, janitors, maids, nurses, they leave so much money to these organizations uh, within their community to, to forward our young people along. That's how some of the uh, the nursing schools started abroad. So we got to look back and reach back and, and bring our young people uh, along with us. And one way of doing that is like what everybody keeps saying, we encouraging. Whatever it is that you're good in, find out what you are. I think I'm a nurturer too, uh, um, uh, Kathy. I like to encourage, you know, uh, I, I whatever you, you set out to do, I would like to help you do that. If it takes me uh, calling you once a month, making sure that you're on board with it, 
and uh, you're still committed, that's what we need to do. So partner up a little bit and, and move forward and move all these legacies. And there's nothing wrong with creating new legacies also. Yeah, it is so important. You know, Cheryl, I look at uh, the fact that my mother was a teacher and I became a teacher, uh, but initially she, when she started working, she only got um, maybe a few thousand dollars a, a year, if that, and that they they just were committed to their craft and committed to, to educating kids and helping kids become the best that they possibly could and striving to have the nice things that she wanted along with helping other people get the things that they wanted. And so we have to recognize that we are, God wants us to have the very best that we strive for. But like Reverend Smith says, that you shouldn't uh, be so caught up in getting what it is you wanted from the world that you are not giving anything back. We have an obligation uh, to bring people along with us so that uh, people are able to enjoy the fruits of not only their own labor, but the fruits of the labor you've had as well. Yeah, you're so right. Um, Everything, you know, everything that's been said so far is so true. And that's what's wrong with us now is that everything is focused on money. You know, if we can't make a dollar, but here's the thing, you know, what are we really doing with the money? Are we putting the money to good use? Are we helping individuals? Or are we just being selfish? And I know when I say we, I don't mean everybody. But I'm just saying that so many things are based upon money today, you know, and not only money, just the greed of money. And, again, I say, just like everybody else, you know, that we have to begin to love each other in a way that we may not have even understood what love really is. But if we pray, God will give us that. And right, we do have to seek the kingdom of God first. And, you know, when we begin to help each other, do you know that he begins to bless us in ways that we don't even be thinking about at the time? And, I mean, all of a sudden you're tremendously blessed before you know it just because you are also a blessing to others. You know, so I know a lot of people are afraid to give and to give their all. And when I say all, I don't mean, you know, you can't pay your bills and everything, but you kind of get the idea of what I'm saying, that it's okay to help each other. It's okay to extend ourselves. You know, because I've heard a story from a family about a family yesterday in California that just brought me to tears, but it was their life. I mean, and it's what they've lived. I mean, it it was so horrible. I mean, their living arrangements in motels and trying to get food in, but working, but can't afford a decent roof 
over their head. Can't get ahead for steady being behind. And we all know that feeling. You know, it could be just a moment of our time that some of us have gone through family members that we've had to be there for them. I know I remember many a times because I know I even I was homeless before. I slept in a car before. I slept in a motel before. So I'm not beyond none of that. And I understand what it is to be a paycheck away from being homeless because I've been there. I've been through Hurricane Katrina. I stayed in a place after it and couldn't afford it and got evicted. So, you know, we got to begin to start to reach out. And that's what I did. I started helping other victims from the hurricane. And before I knew it, you know, I didn't get blessed then, but he told me and he promised me in my latter years, you know, will be my better years. And I really see that. So my focus is always being a servant. Whatever it is that I can do, whatever it is I can put my hands on, you know, and that's where we got to begin to teach our children, this generation. And it's not all about self. It's not all about the clothes and the shoes and the, you know, all of that. We all like to look good. But, I mean, it's not all about that. We have to remember that we all are servants of God and that we are here to do a job. Yeah, and Reverend Smith, you know, it seems that we all have been given uh, the seemingly the same menu uh, that will get us to the same place uh, if we are willing uh, to pay attention, if we're willing to uh, to take the right step and to do uh, the right thing at the right time, we can get beyond our trials and tribulations and the obstacles that keeps us from not only succeeding, but being able to help others. James, I agree. And I agree wholeheartedly with what Cheryl was saying. My, my, my success did not come overnight either. And I thank God for that, that there were days. I know, I'm going to tell you this story, and I haven't really ever told it. But when I was in, went to New York because a man told me that, oh, I, boy, you got a beautiful voice. I can make you a star if you come to New York. Just when you get out of the military, come to New York. I went to New York, and I couldn't find the man. I got out of the military because he told me to get out of the military, too. Thinking I was going to go to New York and become a star. And when I got to New York, you find people eating out of garbage can because sing just as good as I could or better. So I got so hungry. I got so hungry until one night I got a lead pipe and hid in an alley. I hit a man in the head and got me $8.37. I'll never forget it. $8.37. And I went to one of those diners. You know about those diners in New York that look like trailers. And I went to one of those diners and got me a big old spaghetti dinner. And I was happy as I could be. But when I got back, the man was gone. So I figured he's okay. But my thing, I said that to say this. You must. Try to help 
and do something constructive. I did something bad, but from that bad that I did, I learned from that point on that my life was on the wrong track. I was spiraling down instead of spiraling up when I had parents who did not bring me up that way. They trained me in the way that I should go. We've got to learn to follow instructions. Follow instructions, and those instructions come from your parents, first of all, from God, and then from your parents. You've got to learn to follow instructions, and we don't. And, Miss Kathy, I wasn't talking about today getting in no tub where nobody would, no three or four people get (laughs) I was talking about years ago, years ago, you didn't have a choice. When that tub had that water in it, you get out. There wasn't nobody getting in that tin tub with you now because it wasn't big enough. But you get out, then let somebody else get in. But the thing I'm trying to say is this. What we have been blessed with doesn't belong to us at all. We're just stewards. We're stewards of God holding on to this. And we've got to take the time, not just, not just, Talk about it or look over it And I like what Joy said About trying right now She will keep in touch with Cheryl or whomever she was talking about Kathy. But let me tell you something we got to, We've got to make that step Because we will be asked to Be told that what Jesus said When I was hungry you didn't feed me And you think You're going to come up in my kingdom When I was thirsty you didn't give me Nothing to eat no drink I mean, so we've got to learn to deal with situations a lot better than what we deal with. And what, not just that, we need to teach. Stop being selfish. Don't be afraid to tell people about what happened to you years ago. Because that helps those young people to realize you, just because you're an older person, you're still a human being. A lot of them don't consider us as being human beings. I mean, consider us being human beings, but you understand what I'm saying. They they don't think that we understand their plights, but we do understand their plights. But we don't let them know that we've been there too. There's nothing new under the sun. So I say to all of us today, we need to do more to make a difference. We need to do more. It it, it says that, you know... uh, (coughs) A little leaven will cause the will 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 cause the whole loaf to be loaded. Okay, that's paraphrasing, but you know that the whole loaf will rise if you put a little leaven in it, baking powder, or what a self-rising flour or whatever they're putting in it. But I'm gonna tell you something. We've got to put a little something more into these young people. We've got to put a little more into them than talk. We got to show them that we really love them and care. It's just the parents that we've also got to bring the parents along with us. Because the parents are nothing right, but children. Let's take, a, let's take a break and we'll come right back and give everybody an opportunity to have their final word.
Lois, your final thought for this evening? Well, I would like to thank everybody for uh, being my son on the board because there are sometimes when I needed one so bad, and that's what um, you you um, let me uh, express myself when I needed it. And I ask everyone to uh, keep me in your prayers, particularly on Monday at uh, 2.30 my time. That's when I have a conference call, and hopefully um, I can get a good praise report. Thank you guys so much. Love you all. Uh, Cheryl, your final thought for this evening. Very, very, very good information. Um, and again, James, I um, I take my hat off to you for allowing us to be able to talk, to be able to share our views, to be able to express ourselves as we do, to be able to send those listeners information and also to be able to send them hope. Um, each and every one of us that's on here, just as Joyce said, I love you all. Joyce, I definitely will be praying for you before that time and on that hour at that time, letting you know and hoping that you feel that prayers will be with you at that time. And as I always say, you know, whatever we are doing, we can always do more. Uh, Reverend Smith, uh, can I ask you to please, uh, at this time, uh, before you say your your final word, can you please um, send a prayer up for uh, Joyce and her situation, and uh, just let her know that we are with her uh, more than she even knows. James, I tell you, God is something else, because that's what I was going to do anyway. <laughs> I'm serious. That's what I was going to do anyway. I was going to say, well, I'll Take my time to pray for Joyce. Uh, Father God, we thank you. We praise you and we glorify your holy name this day, Lord. Oh, God, we look to the hills from which cometh our help. We know that all of our help cometh from you. Oh, Lord, now we ask you to, we, we're lifting up Joyce right now, God, in the name of Jesus. We're lifting her up to you, Lord, to let her float herself among the angels and the clouds. Let her know that you are there no matter what is going on and that whatever decision is made, that you still got her. You got her in the midst, in the palm of your hand, and the nobody can change that. Oh, God, we thank you, we praise you, and we glorify you. Oh, it's not our will that we are looking for, God, but God, let your will be done in her life. And we do it all in the precious, mighty name of Jesus the Christ. And this is for Joyce, Lord. And for all of us that are here tonight, we ask that you bless us and keep us that we might find where we are going. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Um, I'd just like to thank each and every one of you once again. Um, I, I'm talking about things on this line that I really never talked about before. Um, <laughs> I sometimes catch myself and I say, wait a minute, what are you doing? But it's all because God wants me to get rid of a lot of stuff also. So I just thank God for the for the for the platform, James. I thank you. I thank Cheryl, I thank Joyce, I thank Kathy, and I thank Regina, I thank each and every D and and all of the people that come on this line. And I pray to God that more will start listening and hearing and coming 
to this line. I'm going to start sending out this 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 line uh, to a whole lot of my friends. I did it before when I first came on here, and we had a few people on here, so we we can do that again. Others need to hear and come in. So I said to you, we ask that God help us that we might help somebody else. In Jesus' name, amen. Back to you, James. Hello? I'm back. I just want to thank you all for your continued support and let you know that it's nice like tonight uh, that this show was really uh, is done for where we have an opportunity to have our voices heard loud and clear so that people can understand what we feel and what we believe and the direction we want to be headed. Take care, everybody, and we'll see you tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, where your voice has to be heard. Take care. Praise God. God bless. Bye-bye.
Don't you know?